Today, I have an incredible guest. This month in November, we're talking all about acknowledgement and gratitude. And today, I am so honored to have an incredible guest. She is the woman who started the Power of Acknowledgement movement. She is the reason that acknowledgement is such a big deal, guys. She's the reason that we know about acknowledgement in our life. I am so thrilled because Miss Judy Umless is joining me today on the show. She is a speaker and author. She is the wife to the amazing Bob, who is the most hilarious person, and I just love him. She's a mom. <laughs> she's a keynote speaker, and she is an amazing friend and person, and I have been so honored to get to know her. Our darling mutual friend, Roxy Nevin, introduced us, oh my gosh, almost a year ago, and it has been such a blessing in my life. I I had come across some of Judy's work earlier, and this is the show that's going to make all the difference in your month of November and in your life. We're going to be talking about why the power of acknowledgement is so impactful. We're going to be talking about why and how acknowledgement is so difficult to receive for many of us autistic ADHDers, because you know we've talked about this before, guys. We can give it all day long, but we're not really good at receiving it. It's uncomfortable. And we're also going to be talking about how you can begin to use and incorporate the power of acknowledgement and some of these principles that Judy teaches and has created in the power of acknowledgement in your life and especially this month in November. Hi, I'm Carol Jean Whittington and you're about to experience the new way to thrive in life and relationships as a late identified autistic. By unveiling who you are, what you love, creating balance, and being the leader and creator of your best life. Get ready, because this is where we go against the mainstream. We say no to outdated society norms, and we say yes to who we are in order to create a joy-filled, balanced, and more neurodistinct world. Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain. Welcome to the show, Judy. I'm so thrilled and delighted to be here, Carol Jean. It's just, it's really an honor. And I have learned so much from you and from, thank you, Roxy Nevin also, because this is a world I did not know. I mean, everybody knows about it. Everybody knows of it. But when Roxy came forth and told me about being autistic, um, to me, it was just like, well, you know, all right, I'm a type one diabetic, you're autistic, you know, people have their stuff. Um, but she said that I was the first person at work in her public life that she had ever told this to. And I was so honored to be that person. And you and I have had some fascinating discussions. And now we're going to make them available to others. So thank you for having me. Well, it is my pleasure because you and your work has had such a tremendous impact on my life, especially on the receiving side, which is something we're going to be talking about because yeah, Roxy bet. and I agree <laughs> that, that this is like one of those uncomfortable things that we kind of, oh. it's part of our late identified journey. It really is. Wow, that's great. Well, Judy, I want to just share with everybody a little bit about you. You are the Senior Vice President of the International Institute of Learning, ILL, which is the global corporate training company. And you are also an author and you have written several books and you've got the power of acknowledgement and you have also crafted and, and you have your own method, which is the seven principles of acknowledgement. And those have been changing the workplace and individual lives since at least as early as 2006, right, Judy? Yes, that's when it started. Uh -huh. And I love it because also, guys, because we, you know, at the end of last month in our relationships series, we were, we had Danielle Sullivan on the podcast and we were talking about her neurodivergent work with neurodiverse families. So Judy also has a book for children. It's the power of acknowledgement for kids. So make sure because, you know, in the United States, this month is the month of gratitude and acknowledgement. It's our Thanksgiving month. And one of the things that's been really valuable in my life was not just acknowledging my children, but also teaching them the principles and the power of acknowledgement so that they 
can then go forth and be able to acknowledge other people and also receive acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you go check out that book for children as well. She's also the founder for the Center of Grateful Leadership. And I have been so fortunate and honored to have been on a webinar with Judy for her company and also to have written an article last year. So I am just super thrilled that she's here because she is one of the women that I look up to and who has been mentoring me in my journey. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do, Judy. I I am humbled and I'm finding it a little difficult to let in all this acknowledgement, believe it or not. (laughs) So (laughs) we're in good company, right? You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I don't deserve this or, you know, it was nothing. That's what people say. And you just really have to keep going with them. But I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good at letting it in. And I, you have made my day. Let, let me say that. Oh, I'm so glad. So, Judy, I would love for you to share with us how the power of acknowledgement began in your life. Because you started out in TV. I mean, you've done some pretty big stuff before you got here. And then this yeah. is like massive. This is like legacy kind of work. How did you start? <laughs> Well, I have to I have to give credit, special credit, to my grandmother who um, died when I was only eight years old. But it's so interesting, you know how things you get signs. I feel that you know there are signs out there. Today is the day, October twenty sixth, that we're recording this, and uh, it is the day of my grandmother's passing. And uh, you know she. She taught me the power of acknowledgement firsthand. And it was simply one statement that she would make to me over and over again. You are special. You are going to be special. You're going to do something special. And it was like, okay, grandma, I guess I'll just live into that, you know, whatever it is. And I guess my journey really started um, when I was working at Uh, WCBS TV. And uh, I became pregnant. And at the time, you know, we got I go back a few years, (laughs) like into the 1980s. And there weren't that many women who worked all the way through to their due date, let alone their delivery date. And so I, I was working and I had told people about being pregnant before I was like, you know, really showing. And they just started treating me totally differently, like instantly. It was like the opposite of magic. It was horrible. And, you know, pulling out a chair for me when I'm three months pregnant or you need to rest or, you know, and and then later on, it got really very uncomfortable. People would touch my belly and rub it and say, you know, one of our director of community relations said, did you swallow a basketball? That one did it. That one did it. And uh, one day at lunch, I just went up to the roof of the building where you you could sit. And I wrote how not to talk to a pregnant businesswoman. I didn't know for sure it was an article, but it came out like one. It was advice, what you shouldn't say, what you can say, what's okay to say, what you had to be. It's a little bit like, you know, the autistic world where you, you know, they're, are things that are appropriate and there's things that are not. And uh, anyway, it was published by Working Woman Magazine um, and it was given the cover story. And suddenly I find myself on Good Morning America as a, as, as a, you know, a spokesperson, as the expert on how not to talk to a pregnant businesswoman. It was undreamed of, unheard of. But Totally amazing. And I realized the power of words to change conditions because for years afterwards, people would come up to me when they heard my name and they said, I read your article. I tore it out. I put it on my boss's desk, you know, and things got so much better. You know, it was just speaking. It was just words. So, um, 1991, I went to work, 1992, I went to work with IIL, International Institute for Learning, and uh, it was just an accident. You know, my my daughter's best friend in nursery school 
Her father was a trainer for IIL. And he kept nagging me to meet Laverne Johnson, the CEO, over and over and over again. And finally, I said, all right, I'll go, I'll go. You know, it was just, it was so annoying. And then I looked at her, she looked at me, and we said, we don't know why we're here. (laughs) And, uh, but then I had a project I was working on, and I went to her for some input and advice. And suddenly, we're back and forth. And it's now 29 years I've been working at the International Institute for Learning. And I have to give credit to Laverne Johnson because she first she had me start a publishing division. Okay, just just like that. You know, I told her I thought we could use the publishing division. She said, okay, go start it. And it was like, what? Me? I don't have any experience in this. And then we published, in fact, we published Bob Umless's book first. That was our very first book. This isn't Excel, it's magic. That was in 2005, I believe. And to this day, it's still selling. I mean, it's, you know, Excel, another version. But so that we published him and we published some other books. And one day I said to her, I think I have a book to write. And it was out of, again, the supreme frustration of acknowledging people and they're going, I don't deserve it. I don't want it. That's it was nothing. It was nothing. Or when I did acknowledge somebody, I acknowledged uh, somebody in a coffee shop who learned my incredibly long, complex order, like in a day, two days. And she had it waiting for me when I came back uh, on the third day. And I said, what's that? And she said, it's a small black, half decaf, half regular caramel coffee. And I said, you're a genius. How did you remember that? I can't believe that. And she said, I never hear compliments. I only hear complaints. And that was the equivalent of do you, did you swallow a basketball in pregnant businesswoman days? This was, I have to change this. So I said to Laverne, there's something that really needs changing. And I think I have to write a book about it. She said, what is it? What's it called? And I didn't know. Just like out of the blue, I said, I think it's called The Power of Acknowledgement. She said, write it. We'll publish it. I will publish it. And that's what happened. And that's, you know, it was an amazing journey. And then the minute it was published, they sent me, (laughs) they sent me to Trinidad. It was a little safe, you know, if I really bombed there as a trainer, Not too many people would have heard about it then, but I did well. And uh, then suddenly I'm off training leaders around the world. And I have, oops, where's where's my little book? Yeah, I have this little book. I once got uh, an email from a principal of a school in Nigeria thanking me for writing this book. She said, I'm the sixth stop this book has made and she you know she had all the people who had read it beforehand oh how great and and she said i have changed all my teaching methods because of this book so i i didn't know what i was doing but it was like you know a magic pill or bullet or something and and it's your zone of genius judy (laughs) no it's not (laughs) Yes, it is. It's it's my you know it's my grandma telling me I had to do some something special, and it's seeing the want and the need and the urgency of doing it. I, I honestly, I'm not a genius. I will tell you that I am not, and um, I, I'm not, I probably shouldn't tell this, but I had the feeling this weekend that. I um, I have my namesake now. I'm not allowed to name her. Oh, no, it's it's a relative of mine. I'm not, and she's little, and I'm not allowed. I would never be allowed to do that. But she is such a brilliant writer. She might qualify for your title. <laughs> G- genius. But I'm happy. I, 
I, I am a great storyteller. I will, I will, I will tell you that. I mean, I can go on and on. You have to interrupt me, but anyway, no, that, so how did I get into the power of acknowledgement? That's pieces of it. I love that. And, and you tell us, you relate that story in your book, The Power of Acknowledgement. And, you know, recently I went back and read it again. Because I Thank always you. feel like one of the really wonderful things about a, a book and a work like yours is that it hits home and it lands a little differently in each season of our lives. Oh, I love that. It's not something that's a one and done. You don't read it once. This, and I don't reread books, Judy. So let me just tell you, you're probably the only, like the third book in my entire life, and I'm 47, I've ever reread more than once. Wow, I'm so honored. I'm so the, honored. But the reason is, there is so much value. There's so much truth. There's so much empowerment of the individual and relationships in what you teach in the power of acknowledgement. Because one of the greatest misunderstandings about neurodistinct people, autistic ADHDers and the whole lot of us that fall onto that neurodistinct segment of the population is that we lack empathy, we lack connection, we lack a desire for connection, we lack skills and abilities for connection, all of the stuff that is not true. Mm. What is different is that we perceive and communicate in a very unique way. And the way that we learn isn't the same way that the neurotypical population learns communication, connection, relationship. And I have found that the power of acknowledgement, what you teach, how you teach it, directly speaks to and bridges our neurodistinct way of communicating, it speaks our language and says, hey, this is something to think about because this is a part and a component to building those authentic connections in your life. This is a part of a communication style because we talked all about this last month in our relationship series, our communication style. And it's a lot about, because we talked about this in the limited connection relationship type last month about giving and receiving. And in acknowledgement, it's a reciprocity. And so often and early in our late identified autistic journeys in particular, one of the things that I noticed for myself, what I have learned and been relayed to me by hundreds of my clients around the world in coaching sessions is that it's, it's one of the hardest things because you've gone through your whole life and You've learned to make yourself small. You've learned to copy or mimic what other people are doing because it keeps you safe. Because, you know, when you're little and you do some certain things, people are like, why'd you do that? That's weird. That doesn't make sense mm -hmm. to me. Why are you doing that? You know, and you get some of this negative or even hurtful feedback about who you are and, and your identity is formed there. And so you learn you're supposed to be nice, you know, especially for us female it's like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, thank you, please. You're supposed to be the people pleaser. And, you know, and we know how that happens in relationships. You get into that listener mm -hmm. mode and that people pleaser mode. And it, it doesn't allow you to not just listen, but it doesn't allow the space for you to share your authentic feelings and emotions and your thoughts and desires to create those authentic connections because you're trying to stay safe. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest areas that's impacted is our reception of acknowledgement, but sometimes it's also just becoming aware of acknowledging others because often we get very caught in our heads. We get pulled down into that quadrant of thinking and overthinking and we get stuck in that thinking and in our head about things and, and not really being aware of what's going on around us or what other people are doing. And the way that you teach, the way you share, and in the language in which you share it for the power of acknowledgement is so transcendent in taking me, I can say this, taking me and so many others I know you've touched from a place of being in our head to really looking out and, and seeing, the, seeing the people around us and taking a minute to go, wow, that person's really special. That person's done something that has really made a difference in my life, even if it's just knowing your order for your cup of coffee, how much 
nicer was your morning? Because you walked in and you didn't have to rattle it all. She was just like, hey, here you go. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, I was not aware of this being an issue, the difficulty in receiving. I mean, I, I sometimes have to chase people around a room to catch them, to acknowledge them. And it, it's so funny because um, somebody who's been very active in the whole Center for Grateful Leadership movement, he started a weekly podcast, Jim Trella. He's a phenomenal contributor. He's a certified Grateful Leadership instructor, level one. We have two levels. One, level one, you can teach a one-hour course. Level two, you can teach a full-day program. So he's level one for now. I, I predict he'll go to level two. He I do too. General, yes, thank you. He works at General Motors and he's just, you know, he's made such a difference. But, oh my gosh, to acknowledge him, uh, we've had knockdown, drag out battles because I'm trying to gently tell him, you know, you have a block, you have a barrier. No, 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 no. And eventually, you know, I've been able to get through and then thank you. Thank you for, you know, helping me. And and Roxy was similar. I mean, she had a a great, uh, she wrote a great article that I posted on LinkedIn. And I will send you the link to that. But it it was how I had to chase her through time and space because she's not, you know, we're not physically near each other. To get her to, I, I put together, it, took, it was kind of like the synthesis of all my work uh, toward the end of 2020. I did a, um, I created a six hour on-demand self-paced power of acknowledgement course. And it included grateful leadership and the power of acknowledgement and the power of acknowledgement for kids. I mean, it was like everything together. And she had made me so aware of, uh, you know, people who are autistic and their special needs that I put in a whole segment in, 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 the, um, in the course about it. And I told her, I really, she, she usually listens to my podcasts and my, um, you know, any webinars I lead, you know, she'll participate and she'll watch them. But this one, I was not getting any response from her. I said, Roxy, I want you to, on slide 54 is when I acknowledge you and what you taught me, because she introduced me to you, as you said, and I've learned so much from you and about your constituency and how I, you know, there was just so much I did not know. And it all makes such perfect sense, but I kept giving her signals like, or, or, or deadlines. You think you could watch it by next Friday? Oh, yeah, 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 I'll do that. Friday come and gone. Two months went by, Carol Jean, two months. And I said, Roxy, I'm getting to the point of great frustration. I don't care if you fast forward through the whole, she'd been, a, she'd gotten a third of the way through, but she's got a job that, you know, my work is just a, a tiny piece of what she does. And she's working like 17 hour days at times. So, you know, I know it's tough, but this was beyond tough. This was resistant. And so I said, I don't care if you fast forward, go to uh, whatever timing it was, two hours and 37 seconds in and watch just that piece of it. Okay, I will. I will. And that that came and went numerous times. And finally, I said, "Okay, Roxy, you take your pick. Okay, you're gonna watch that segment by next Friday. I gave her a whole week, I think, next Friday, and at midnight. That's okay. And if you haven't, you're going to do a video." about your resistance to receiving an acknowledgement. That's your- Oh, Judy, you're sneaking. (laughs) That's your prize or your punishment. (laughs) Oh, you know how to pick the motivators for individuals. Oh my God. And that that was what she hates 
doing a video. She, I know. Now, she, she, <laughs> she's, you know, she's adorable. I've been trying to get her on this show for over oh, a year. <laughs> forget about it. No, but she'll do it. Make it just audio. You'll have her in a minute. And she's got a great photo. So, but anyway, she said, all right, that, that I'm afraid that's going to do it. And she did it because she did, you know, because she had to agree. I made her agree. I enticed her, cajoled her to agree to this, you know, prize punishment reward thing. And uh, the reward was going to be completion and uh, letting in the acknowledgement. I knew it would be a great reward to her. I knew it. And so finally she did it to avo- just to avoid doing the video. That was that was her sole motivation. And uh, she said, this is amazing. You know, she was so, um, you know, happy with what I had said and written. And, and it was a um, I, I gave her article as a uh, reference and people could download it because she did write about it. She wrote about the experience of how challenging it is for someone who's neurodistinct. Thank you for that word. I have never heard that before. Oh, we I'm thank really, Tim Goldstein for that one. <laughs> thank you, Tim, because neurodiverse is what most people seem to be using these days. But neurodistinct has a certain, you know, acknowledgement to it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm unique. Neuro unique. How's that? <laughs> oh, there we go, Judy. I like it. We're gonna get a whole. We got a whole vernacular going now. Yeah, but anyway, so I really um, have tried to be very sensitive to that issue because she gave a whole host of reasons aligned with what you're saying and have said about the barriers that come up. Just that I'm not worthy. Tell, tell me more about that because that that's painful. That's I mean, we all live with a certain amount of that. It is. It's it's something that's very subconscious. It is not a conscious awareness Mm. until it is. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed, and I had to get real granular in in journaling and reflecting on this, because I would notice that I would physically, and I have alexithymia, so I feel feelings like alexithymia. What is that? I'm sorry. That is, no, that's okay. It, it is very um, specific to neurodistinct life. Um, it, I have lots of feelings. I feel all the feelings. I feel them in my body. I have difficulty labeling them or identifying them in my mind to put a, a label to say this is this particular emotion. Unless it's like a really big one. If it's one of the gray area ones or if I'm feeling so many different feelings at one time that I have to sort of process, talk it out. Um, I have to really find some points of reference in the context. And that's very common in our world and yeah. late identified life. So one of the things I had, I had started to notice now that I knew I had alexithymia and this was a challenge that I had, I started to notice that when people would say nice things to me or acknowledge me or, or give me a compliment or were paying attention to me in any way that was, you know, positive, I felt very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I had immediately that fight, flight, or freeze response. I, it was like sensory antennas went up and I thought, why am I feeling so very protective when someone is giving me something that I should be receiving very graciously and gently and kindly and and lovingly to myself. Why am I so resistant to this? Why does my body feel like I want to throw up? Why am I, why does my stomach get sick? Why does, why do I feel like, oh no, 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 just immediately, you know, it's almost like you catch your breath and you're holding it when someone was saying things to me that were were acknowledging. And because I could stop and say, whoa, hang on, let's do a little little body check here. Why am I feeling this way? This is a safe, now that was the thing, this is a safe situation. This is something that is okay. This is a good thing. 
I'm not being attacked. I'm not in, in jeopardy of being hurt. I'm safe. So why am I responding in a way that I am, my body thinks I'm not safe? Yeah. Is it, is it like a, a vulnerability? Is that? Uh, it's a very part- common trauma response. Oh, Wow. Especially okay. in, in late identified life in the autistic community, there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and complex PTSD. We have been found to be more susceptible and things because of our sensory sensitivities, because our heightened awareness of other people and their feelings. And, you know, I can experience physically someone else's feelings when they are conveying them to me. Mm-hmm. Yet, when someone was ex- expressing their feelings and their kindness and their love to me, instead of experiencing that like I could if it was another emotion, yeah. I was resistant yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. I was afraid oh. of it. I was afraid, Judy. Mm-hmm. And that was a big word that kept coming up. I'm scared. I'm afraid in my journaling. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why am I scared and afraid? You know, this is when you start getting real, real, real granular with all your things, yeah, right? Yeah. And in that, I, I realized that I didn't feel that I was worthy. I didn't mm-hmm. feel I was good enough. I didn't feel like someone should take time to acknowledge me, that it was, I wasn't worthy of their time and their love and their kindness, but I could give it all day long. Mm, oh, fascinating. And, and you know, I, and, and, sorry, go ahead. And I was when just going to say, over <laughs> <laughs> to you, Carol Jean. You, you take it and then I'll pick up. Okay. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I love this so much. With, but when I, when I became aware of that, that that was really the underlying driving force of why I was physically feeling these things. I was able to really dig into that, and that allowed me to to heal some old hurts. That allowed me to let go of those festering wounds that had been there that I wasn't aware of, that had been silently permeating every other layer of my life. And when I was able to do that, I did a video a couple months ago. I was able to, for the first time, and this is very recent, I was able to receive acknowledgement and that has a great deal to do with this awareness that you brought to me through the power of acknowledgement and reception. And I did a whole video because I had had people from all over the world in my community send me gifts, send me these beautiful letters of thanks and gratitude and acknowledgement. And normally I would have been really embarrassed and ashamed almost. And then, but for the first time in my life, I got all of these and they showed up in like a two-day window. It was just like an abundance of blessing and acknowledgement. And I was so overjoyed. I received every bit of it. And it was such a good feeling to finally be able to receive in that way that I did a whole video on it because it was oh, that I must, I must see deal. that. You have to share that with me. I will. It was that Maybe I'll share it on our website. That's but it awesome. has to do with what you teach making such an impact in my life. And I've then been able to take that and the work that you do. And I hopefully am impacting other lives. That's so beautiful and really validates my purpose for having written this book, just feeling there's a condition I need to fix. And, you know, I tend not to think small, (laughs) Me neither. Yeah, I know. And I have to say, though, you know, you and your community feel this, you know, so strongly, so dramatically and impactfully. But it is a microcosm of what everybody, everybody on this planet feels. I don't deserve it. I'm not good enough. You know, we all have that. And when people do acknowledge us, we we have to say, let me let this in. I have my thoughts, but let me let this in. And, you know, when the people I've acknowledged do this, it was nothing. 
I have literally, if I'm physically there, I grab that hand and I look into their eyes and I say, it wasn't nothing. It was something. And I want you to get that. And I'm not stopping until you do. And I reword it. I say it three different ways. And usually it's the tears start coming down people's cheeks at that point, because I, one woman, um, she, she, we had one of these. She, she went with her uh, daughter who had special learning needs. She went with her in seventh grade on a class trip to Washington, D.C. for three days. And she was like a, a class parent. And, you know, she did that so that her daughter could be attended to if needed. And also just, you know, to help out. And I, I had said to her, you are such an amazing mother. It was nothing. It was nothing. And that she was the example I think of when I say that, because I literally grabbed her hand after three tries. And I, I said, look into my eyes. It was something. And she started to sob. The tears came. And she said, Judy. You're better than my therapist. My therapist has been trying to break down this cement wall I have around myself to letting acknowledgement in, letting, you know, good things in. And, and you did it. And I want to thank you. And it was like, oh, I knew there was a reason. I knew there was a reason why I was driven to get through to her. And that we all build cement walls around ourselves in, in certain areas or around our whole self. And, you know, in your case, in the case of many, I'm sure, in your community, that's a major issue for the, the world at large. It's there, but it may not be, it may not be so visible, so, you know, yeah. dramatic. Well, and then also we have to take in cultural differences. Sure. My friend Callum is just... I love it. He and I had a brilliant conversation yesterday. He's a really good friend. And, you know, he, he said, ah, I live in the United Kingdom. We are taught like humility and to be humble and yes, self-deprecation. Yeah. And so, you know, acknowledgement. And he and I were sort of doing some acknowledgement things with one another yesterday. He was very generous and had shared a post that included me and was acknowledging my work. And I was thanking him for it. And in turn, in a very different way later in the conversation, he said some things that I needed to hear that I didn't even know I needed to hear. Uh, and when he said them, it was almost like your friend that just the dam unlocked because sometimes you don't recognize that that's something you're holding on to and you're, you're shielding yourself from allowing. Yeah. And when you do open up, it's just like, you just release this physical stress yeah. you've been holding yeah. on to. So Judy, what are some ways that people can start to incorporate the power of acknowledgement into their life today? Every way. I mean, there are unlimited opportunities every single day to acknowledge someone, you know, and whether it's somebody by email, a colleague, or it's your child, or it's, um, you know, someone in the supermarket who's just been very efficient in getting you through, you have to kind of uncork it and, and say, I'm going to acknowledge at least one person every single day. And we, we have, um, you know, a campaign called the 365 Days of Acknowledgement. And uh, we started it last November during Gratitude Month. And, and so we're, we're getting toward the end of that. And, uh, you know, I, I do it very naturally because I'm always so um, aware of the, the good things that people do. And, uh, I, and I'm, I can be obsessive about it. I really can. I, like, there's a, a, a guy in the uh, mall near my house who put a whole new backing on my phone because I had smashed and crashed it, you know, and he had a, he had a machine and, but he did it so meticulously and 
consciously and carefully. I mean, you know, it's now perfect. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, brand new and wow. you should have seen it. And I, I, I didn't properly acknowledge him. You know, I know that. And I said, sometimes I, I make myself miserable because I know I'm going to have to go back to that mall, find Rich and tell him the difference he made in my life because I was, you know, it, it was always in danger of falling apart. This one, I, and I live on my phone, unfortunately, like many of us do. So uh, I, I will have to go back and find him at some point. And I do that and I will chase people in my mind that, you know, I have to find them afterwards. And, so just do it in the moment. It's much easier. <laughs> I love that. So what I'm hearing you say, and this is how I teach your wonderful power of acknowledgement to people that I coach. I say, it's about your level of awareness. Yes. So with intention every day, start to observe, be the observer and look for places where people are making an, if, an impact and a difference and they're blessing your life. They're making your life easy. And like you said, it's, it's the little things because, you know, those big things are really easy to recognize, but it's those subtle small things that really impact the quality of our life, that impact our relationship, that impact our daily experience. And in that moment, because I'm like you, I have, I'm like, why didn't I say something? And sometimes, you know, you're holding on to it. And it's like, oh, you know, they don't want to hear it. And you do all this internal monologue and talk yourself out of it. And then you regret it. Mm. And, you know, there's this whole thing. But honestly, I think, what I'm hearing you say is start with just observing, start with being aware, identify at least one person every day in your life that's doing something that's making a difference and just acknowledge them because, you know, that's what we all want as humans. We have a need to be acknowledged, to be seen, to be heard, to know that our existence matters and has impacted someone in some way. All yeah. of us, no matter our neurotype, have that desire. And the power of acknowledgement is such a beautiful way to start bridging and connecting authentically with others. What and would you, you know, say would be another one? You know, I, you uh, go right to this, um, the uh, Grateful Leadership Five C's of Acknowledgement. And you, it starts with just what you said. The first C is for consciousness. And being aware of the acknowledgements that are already in your mind. And we all, have, I mean, I've had people in my courses, in the middle of courses, jump up out of their seats and saying things like, I'll be right back. I have to go acknowledge my boss right now. And they will, I cannot get them to wait. I can't, like, they've had that acknowledgement in their hearts. You know, yes, in their heads, but their hearts. And they must go give it right then and there. I don't even try to stop them anymore. You know, there is an urgency. Yeah. I mean, I was at Volvo. I was doing a training of 21 leaders and I don't know, maybe an hour into the course, somebody uh, starts frantically waving his hand. And I said, yes, what is it? What is it? He said, I have to acknowledge Jeanette, our receptionist of 50 years. I have to do it right now because She's amazing. And she goes on and on about how amazing she was. And I think she's going to retire soon. And I have to do it right now. And, and then everybody got out of the, I got to go and acknowledge Jeanette too. And it was, I mean, it was hysterical, but um, I let him go and speak for all of them. And he came back in tears. He said, she had no idea the difference she had made in her career. And yes, she was just about to retire. That's in my book, in the Grateful Leadership book. Um, so, yes, being conscious and aware, and then just saying the second C is for choice in the five C's of acknowledgement, yes or no. And I say just automatically say yes, I will do it. Because you have it there, I'll do it now. I'm not going to wait because – you know, there is no expiration date on an acknowledgement. That's something I maintain. But if you don't deliver it when you become aware of it and conscious of it, it's somewhere in there. It's like niggling at you. It, you know, it, it, there's something incomplete in your life. 
So I say, just do it. And, and people do funny things with this message. I was once delivering um, a keynote address in San Diego to a thousand people. And somebody just got out of her seat, ran up to the stage and gave me a hug. And she said, I just had to do that. Bye. She <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I think that that's such a great one, you know, yes or no. But I think I would incorporate the, uh, the very popular improv statement, yes and. Yes, and if I share this now, what's the impact I'm going to have on this person's life? And like how that. will that impact me? I like, I like that a lot. Yes, and. Very, very nice. Because we're not guaranteed the next second of life. We're not yeah. guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah, that person know. is not guaranteed that they'll be there if you decide to go back. So when you're in that moment, for me, I, that's what I started to do. Yes, and. How will this Love it. make a Love difference? It. Love it. We should do something together on that. That's a, a little blog post or something. Very nice. And, and, and in our conversation before the, the recording, you know, we had spoken about, you know, what difference, what's, what's some of the really great differences an acknowledgement has made. And I was thinking that I know of three stories, true stories, where acknowledgement saved a life, literally saved a life and documented. So you just never know the impact of what you're going to say. And maybe, oh, I don't want to bother them. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's not convenient to do it right now, but I say do it right now. And, I do too. I say there's yeah. always an urgency and an immediacy because each one of us, we're not guaranteed that next second of life. And mm -hmm. what is it that someone, that we could acknowledge that someone has made an impact in our life? And also allowing the reception, the receiving of acknowledgement from oh. others because that changes our life. Because those powerful acknowledgements have saved my life. And oh. if I can ever pass that on to another person, <sighs> I always do it because if everything we do is based in kindness and gentleness and patience and understanding, not just for other people, but for ourselves, that's where this amazing connection happens. And it starts with Beautiful. the power of acknowledgement. Beautiful. Absolutely. Judy, this season, I want to wrap up each one of my shows in this segment with asking my guests to share what you are most grateful for this Thanksgiving season. Oh, that's lovely. Um, wow. Can, can I have a part A, B, C, D, and E? <laughs> What's the first thing that came to mind? Family. Absolutely family. And um, just thinking about them moves me because they're, they're all so special, and we've had many challenges in our lives as a family, but they're all amazing, each and every one of them, and I'm so grateful for family. So uh, that's definitely number one, but related to that is my ability to do this work. And uh, oh, by the way, family includes my amazing Bob, hu husband, Bob. So <laughs> I didn't want to leave him out. It's not just, you know, the blood relatives. Um, he is the love letter writer extraordinaire, y'all. He writes her a love letter every week. Yes, for I think it's 14 years. And uh, yeah, he, he is amazing. Really, really amazing. I'm very grateful to have him. But, um, you know, right in keeping with that is, you know, finding my calling, my voice with this work has just, you know, allowed me the great honor of making a difference. And uh, as I pass it on to people like you, and, and I would love to see you teaching this work, we should talk about that separately, you know, because it, it, it really resonates with you, I know. And you're making a huge difference with people in your world and your community. So, but anyway, that's 
that's uh, an offline discussion. <laughs> but so, to, yeah, I know I cheated. I gave you two things, but that's okay. There's no cheating. And then, yeah, gratefulness. <laughs> well, then, and also from my CEO, Laverne Johnson, for telling me, write that book, write it, and then promoting it for, you know, 15 years now, 15, what's 2006 from 20 to 21. Math is not my strong suit. <laughs> 15 okay. years, I think. Yeah. So, Your strong suit so I, is so strong in other areas. It's all right. <laughs> I'm forgiven. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I am grateful for you. I am grateful oh. for the amazing impact that you've had in my life in oh, all the ways beautiful. that all the sandpaper people in your life that told you all the things that just made you write that article because it was just <laughs> aggravating as all get out. I am thankful for those sandpaper people. I love that they allowed, they allowed the opportunity to be there for you to be leading the power of acknowledgement and changing oh. the world, not just oh. for me, but for thousands of other people around the world. Judy, mm -hmm. I am thankful for you. And I am thankful for you, the, for your embracing this work and taking it into your community. And I'm grateful that you have people listening to you. That's, you have a wonderful audience. And thanks to each one of them. Thanks so much, guys. Join me next week. I have my friend Sam Huber going to be joining us. And we're going to be talking about all the gratitude, all the acknowledgement, all the wonderful things about being a dad, being a dad who's neurodistinct and how you navigate all the things that come with marriage and family and all the beautiful blessings because he has a brand new baby on the way. He's got his beautiful son, Sky. We're going to be talking about all those wonderful things with Sam next week. So be sure you tune in. See you soon. If you are someone who likes to help people and share what has made a difference in your life, please share this talk show with a friend and on your social media accounts so that you can be the blessing in another late identified autistic's life. Be sure to tag me at Social Audie so I can personally say thank you. And to help keep the talk show ad-free, please consider becoming a one-time or recurring supporter through either Buy Me a Coffee or the Anchor Podcast links in the show notes below. I truly appreciate your support. Thank you for being a listener and thank you for adding your voice to our story.